It's now time to take you outside the lines and in the locker rooms of your Ryder Bronx to keep you up to date with everything from scores, exclusive interviews with your favorite players and coaches, and the latest buzz around campus surrounding Ryder Athletics on the Bronx Box Score. Now here's your host, Justin Reedman. Welcome to another week's edition of the Bronx Box Score. As you just heard, I'm your host, Justin Reedman, back for another week to recap your Ryder Bronx. So I am joined live in the studio with a special guest right now, but I'm going to do my quick recap and I will get to that interview. So a great weekend for Ryder men's and women's tennis as they earned a 5-2 win against Williamsburg Sunday afternoon. With the win, the Bronx approved the 2-4 and four on the season. They opened up with two victories in the doubles to take the point after Pablo Solar Carrera and Jamie DeHaris Garcia earned a 6-2 win. Um, great weekend for women's tennis as well. And overall, the Bronx returned to action, though, this Tuesday, tomorrow, March 22nd, when they travel to Queens, New York, to take on the Knights of Queens College. Matches are set to begin approximately at 11 a.m. Um, moving on into some baseball, Ryder Baseball beat Minnesota 12 to 11. Um, the Bronx even, even their record at a 9 and 9, 500 record on the season. Um, so great weekend overall for them. Um, without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. So I'm really excited to have her on today. She's from the Ryder women's basketball team. Welcome on to the show, Michaela Fireball. Michaela, I'm very excited to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course. So this first segment, I want to talk about just your basketball career overall, you know, from high school to now. Um, later, we'll talk about the season and then we'll close out the show to fun um, this or that game. OK, sounds good. <laughs> so I'm going to start off and just ask, what made you choose Ryder come here, play basketball? Um, when I originally came up here, it was just the atmosphere of the game that I came to watch originally. It was Maris versus Ryder, and I knew they were big rivals. And then just seeing them beat them at the time was just, I knew I wanted to be a part of that. And then meeting with the uh, the coaches afterwards, like the culture that they had and the progress that they had, I just, I wanted to be a part of that. Maris versus Ryder, those are some great matches right there. Was um, Stella Johnson in that class playing when you came? Yes, she was. I think Posset was still here at the time as well as the point guard. At yeah. The time. Oh, and Stouffer as well. Yes. That yes. was a big. That was a big senior class that year. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think I think if if COVID didn't happen, I think they would have went to the tournament. Oh, one hundred percent. Definitely. So, um, I was just looking up your stats, um, pre rider, and um, you had a fantastic high school career. Thank you. Thank you. I, mean, you had, I saw you had forty point game and a thousand career points as a junior. Can you just tell me more about that. Uh, it was just, I don't know. I just always loved the game of basketball and I played year round. So just having that and then accomplishing that, like I knew I, and going into high school, that's what I wanted to do. I never thought I would reach it that early on in my career, but um, luckily for me, I did. It's just very, you know, impressive right there. Um, but I was going to ask you about your position. So shooting guard here, um, did you always want to play shooting guard or did you kind of develop over time into the position? Uh, I knew I was never going to be a post because I was too scrawny and too small at the time. I mean, I had like the height at the time, but then obviously post now are a lot bigger than I am. But I always figured I'd be more of a shooting guard. And in high school, I played a combo, which is like point guard and shooting guard. 
And then I just kind of fell in love with it, to be honest. I'd prefer that position over any other position I would take. What's your favorite part about just, you know, playing your position? Uh, probably just scoring out of it. It's one of the harder parts to score out of, but you get a lot of different opportunities and chances with the ball as well. And just going into like practices and stuff, just what goes into just, you know, make sure, you know, each game, you know, you got that perfect stroke going, like how much time does it go? Because I, I bet, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, it's just consistently repping things out. Like you may take that shot once in a game, but you when you practice it, you probably take it 100 times each practice. So it's just repping it out and having that repetition behind it. So going back to um, when you came up here and chose Ryder, did you, how did you hear about it? I honestly didn't until it was Steve, uh, Coach Harney, I guess is what you guys would call him. But he reached out to me originally, and I've never heard of Ryder before that. Reached out to me, reached out to my dad, and then just kind of started talking, like recruiting-wise and stuff like that, and having little conversations. And then he was like, why don't you come on like an unofficial visit sometime my junior year I believe and then I did with my father and then it just kept in contact since then until I committed the rest was history after that yeah it was I, I gotta say this what I really like about Ryder myself too I didn't get everyone here is just so personable yeah I agree with that 100% everything feels like family exactly I, I the small campus feel just you know compared to the larger school I think yeah. really helps a lot yeah you're just not just a number to one of them you're an actual person to them exactly so I, I wanted to move in um just about you know now here at Ryder um talk about coach Milligan I had she's a good friend of the show I had her on week one um she was on my show last year my other show that I do um I just think she's a great coach and and it looks like it looks like you know all the time that you know she has all sorts of great you know team building activities and that kind of stuff I just want to know you know your relationship with her and how much she's done for the team and just what do you like most about the practices just tell me more about that her and I are actually really really close in my honest opinion I didn't really think she liked me a whole lot my freshman year because I was a little goofy I'm not gonna lie oh really (laughs) so I just I knew she always liked me, but I just didn't think she was that big of a fan of me until she finally, like, I guess let me in. In other words, this is my opinion. She says differently, but this is my opinion. And we just became really close, and we joke around all the time. I'm in the office hanging out with her all the time and stuff like that, but I just love being with her. She is probably one of my favorite coaches. I, I just, whenever I see, um, during the holidays, right, I see the book club she does. I'm like, that's just so cool. She does all these different activities to yeah, help she's the very team chemistry. She's very involved here. Um, yeah. So going back to the book club, um, what, which ones did she assign you and how did they, like, impact you? Uh, we kind of get to pick ours. Sometimes for certain players, she'll choose them for you, but... My freshman year, I had a book called A Dog's Purpose, and that was just really about, like, this dog who's always down on himself and somebody just, like, another dog cheering him up and finding, like, that you actually have, like, purpose in the world. You just have to find it and stuff like that. And then all of her books are just kind of at random. They're all about different things, and whatever you choose at the time, you choose, and that's what you read. But they're all very, they're simple, but they have a big meaning behind them. 
And you say, would you say it helps build the team chemistry when you guys come together and just talk about, you know, each thing you guys read during the holiday break? Yeah, because sometimes we each, like, choose the same book, like, throughout the four years or whatnot. So, like, what one person pulls from that book, you may pull something different, but you both, like, connect on that level as well. And just hearing somebody else talk about it, you like, oh, okay, that's interesting that that's what they learned from that book. That's awesome. Here. Does she have any... um other social media practices to help, you know, bring you guys together, you know, chemistry-wise? Uh, yeah, sometimes, like, at the beginning practice, we'll do, like, little drills, like, slapping, like, you know, when you put your hands on top of each other and try to, like, smack the other one's hands? Yeah. Like, little things like that she'll do at, like, the beginning of practice. Or, like, sometimes she'll, like, make us compete, which, like, just makes us closer because, like, we're all competitive, obviously. So, like having like little drills like that that make us compete just makes us grow closer i mean that's really cool to hear like i said like i i see all the stuff on twitter and stuff cool um i mean i have a lot of the games i'm the sports director here at the bronx so i i go with my broadcasters like can and watch the games mm-hmm. um she seems like just you know a great personable coach out there she is she is she connects on every level that she can and tries to do her best at it as well so moving into the team when you came here um last year as a freshman just um, what was the transition like? Different, very different and hard. Because uh, coming in as a freshman, especially during a COVID year, you didn't have summer to prepare. So, like, you just came in, I think it was September, maybe August, something around those times. And it was just, it was hard to get used to, like, the amount of time it takes out of your day and out of your schedule. Like, all the conditioning you do, all the basketball you do, the, the three-hour practices, the hour film sessions you have. It was it was a big adjustment for me, but once I, like, finally bought into it, I learned to love it. Were you able to, when you, because like you mentioned, COVID, you know, is still, you know, worse stages. Um, were you able to, like, meet the whole team at once, or did you guys have to do separate practices? Actually, or? over the summer, when we, like, that March, we went in the shutdown of my senior year. So it was going to be my freshman year coming in here that summer. Uh, when we could, we started doing Zoom calls with the whole team. And we did, like, calls that way, introducing each other. We did calls without the coaches just to get to know each other more. We played, like, games through Zoom, like, get-to-know-you questions and, like, things like that just to know the team before we all got here on campus. That's awesome. I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, the, the whole pandemic now, just what if we didn't have those technologies, you know, communicating with each other, you know. Yeah, I don't know what we would have done then, to be honest. I mean, you say that definitely helped coming in because you kind of, you know, you didn't get to see them all in person, but you kind of got a feel of, you know, who each person was. Yeah. You practice. Yeah, we got to, like, know a little bit about each other, so it's not just brand new meeting it's like okay i know you you from new jersey or you're from pennsylvania or staten island like just know just like a little bit of information about each other um so transition kind of into just the high school game and the college game um it's the um speed different all like how is it different you know competing in high school and transitioning to college very different uh at my high school we didn't have a shot clock so like you could have the ball in your hands for as long as you wanted and just pass around as long as you didn't get a, like a five second call or anything but like you could have the ball for like a minute on offense without taking a shot but like here it's like a lot faster pace and it may not look like we go that fast but i tell you the game is fast paced it is very fast paced 
No shot call. This is kind of fun question. What was the longest your team held on to for for a possession? Because I, I so I'm a big I'm a big North Carolina basketball fan. Mm-hmm. So I go I think about the Dean Smith when he did his four corners and would just pass it around so they got a good shot out. Yeah, honestly, I would probably say a good minute forty. Like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> the team was probably in like a zone and. I don't remember what it was, but I know we sat out there and dribbled for like the rest of remaining time on the clock for the game. So transitioning to the shot clock, was it was it difficult or did you have to like kind of change up like your game a little to get used to it? Uh, I just had to adjust and like the pace I moved on offense, like when you run through the offense, you run through it at full speed. So that way you have time at the end of the clock like you try to get through your offense within 20 seconds and if not then you go to like breakdown and that's when whatever happens happens like at a breakdown but like just I guess the pace change was like everything's faster now like you just go 100% the whole time that's I, I'm just so I, I I can't believe there were, I didn't know um there weren't shot clocks at high school yeah I was I think they're coming back now to be honest and like in tournaments like that you played in high school like over like Thanksgiving or like Christmas holiday tournaments like if you traveled some of those schools had shot clocks so I just think it depends on your state to be honest how how were they were they longer uh no the they were the same time I think they were 30 30 yeah um yeah I I, I think yeah I mean I, I was just shocked to hear you know and though I and then you know like you said much more fast pace now with the 30 cents shot clock um I'm just gonna ask this now. Did they have um, the eight second call to bring up the co- the ball across court? Uh, yeah, I think it's ten seconds actually. Ten seconds. Yeah, but must be eight in pros, so ten in ten in college. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But uh, yeah, you did have the ten second call still. All everything else kind of was the same. The only thing that was really changed is just the thirty second shot clock. I'm, I'm, so, I'm that's so interesting. I found that you know really interesting. You know, just so the, it must have been you know. You know, when you saw a shot clock there and practices and all that. Yeah. 30 seconds, it doesn't seem like a lot of time, but it actually, it's a lot of time. You think so? Yeah. Really? Because, um, you know, you got to bring the ball, you know, across court. You got to set something up. Yeah. And then, like, plus, if you, like, get a good shot or whatnot, you have 20 seconds to come back out and do something if you get the rebound, obviously. But Yeah, because it resets. Yeah. Um, so I, I still got a few more minutes for my first break. Um, what has been just your favorite part so far being here at Ryder? It can be on, off the court. Uh, honestly, it's probably when we go out as a team or like do something as a team. Like sometimes in the summer, like we'll play like pickup games, but like the coaches aren't there and stuff. But like it's just like team oriented or like when we all go out to eat to dinner or stuff like that. Just creating those bonds with teammates and stuff like that is fun. Do alums come back and play any pickup with you guys too? Uh, they have not since I've been here, but it's also been a COVID year and yeah, stuff like that. So, what has been um best team activity you've done? Probably it was this past year where we did like a pumpkin launch around. I don't even remember. Like right around Halloween, we like painted our pumpkins and stuff like that and then like a few weeks later when it was nice out i think it was thanksgiving when we did this but uh they had like a little like launcher thing where like two people hold it in and you have like something in the middle to put like the pumpkin in yeah and you just see how like far you can launch it and stuff like that 
<laughs> that, that, that sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was kind of hectic because we tried to figure it out at first, like the best strategy. And then once you figured it out, it was like really fun because he launched it. Who had the who who launched which person on the team launched theirs the furthest? I honestly don't remember, to be honest with you. I don't. Um, so let's still guys, I saw a couple minutes till break. Um, I might tease the next segment because I'm going to talk about, you know, the, 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 the season, um, you know, the team itself. Um, so, you know, um, coming in last year, um, starter too, not to mention, um, just you talk about the support just from your teammates because coming as a freshman starting, um, great season last year too. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't start the first four or five games I would say but then I got into the starting lineup and everybody was like okay all right freshman in here starting lineup and as you know Rafi was also a starter yeah but uh everybody was really encouraging it was kind of like all right she's young let's see what she has and then everybody was encouraging it's like okay yeah she's a freshman and she's like doing good like so everybody was just very supportive of it like I said, just watching you guys, you know, seeing the players on the sidelines, you know, people are, who aren't in the game at the moment on the bench, it looks like there's just so much support just around one yeah, another. there is. Everybody wants you to do well, especially, like, if you're on that night, like, if you're hitting shots, like, back to back to back, everybody's like, just get her the ball, just get her the ball, like, just let her shoot, like, stuff like that. And it's for whoever player it is at that moment. But everybody on the bench is really supportive and they just it's a great atmosphere so last question i have for my first break is was there kind of like a person on the team like who was like your mentor kind of coming in and like took you on their wing and just you know helped you with the transition uh i would probably say victoria Toomey. she helped a lot because i got homesick at the beginning and that was kind of hard to deal with because i'm four hours away and she's like two hours away so she understood so like that transition from being home away that long at first she helped a lot with that and then she was like I was kind of curious about practices like what they would be like and she like helped me through that so that was like kind of nice like I know what I'm going into and stuff like that before we actually started it sounds very nice you know to have that coming in yeah um so next segment like I said we're going to talk more about the season the team itself a little more so um stay right here because on the other side of the break we'll talk about that so I have one minute for my break, and um, everyone listening, I need to do this more, so I'm going to promote my social media. Follow The Bronx Box Score on Instagram and Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Also, Bronx Box Score, that email, thebronxboxscorerider.edu. If anyone has any questions, wants to come on the show, talk Rider Athletics, or has any suggestions for a guest, send me an email, and I will definitely get back to you. Again, that's The Bronx Box Score on Instagram and Twitter. And the Bronx Box Score at Rider.edu. So we'll be right back with more of the Bronx Box Score right after this. And um, I'll be here still with Michaela Fireball from Rider Women's Basketball. And we will talk about this past season and the whole program as a whole. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Keep it locked on the Bronx Box Score. More exclusive content featuring your Rider Bronx after we take a timeout with some underwriting announcements on 1077 The Bronx and 1077TheBronx.com. It's time to get back into the clubhouse on the Bronx Box Score with your host, Justin Reeveman, giving out more hot content with coaches and athletes for your Rider Bronx. 
Welcome back to the Bronx Box Score. As you heard, I'm your host, Justin Reitman, still joined by Michaela Fireball from Ryder Women's Basketball, live in studio. Michaela, I wanted to transition to um, the season and the team itself for this segment. Um, so I'll just get this question out of the way. It was definitely a rough year. Aside from the record, um, I just know there were you know key injuries during the season. How did you and your teammates just continue to just remain positive and take each game one game at a time? Well, even though they were injured, they still, like, encouraged us a lot. Like, they were like, you guys got it. Like, don't worry about us. We'll be fine. Like, they were still there through it out. Even though they were injured and whatnot, they were still a big part of the team. And just having them there was kind of like, all right, yeah, we got this. Like, we can do it without them. Like, they believe in us, so why can't we believe in ourselves type of mentality. And one, one I'll bring up, I know um, Amanda Mobley was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I see, you know, I see her on the sidelines, you know, jumping up and down with the crutches. I mean, tell you talk about her and just her energy, what she brings to the team. Yeah, she plays a big part, especially as a leader. So just having her still being able to lead on the sidelines like that was like a big positive thing that we probably needed during that season. So. And how did it help during, like, you know, breaks, timeouts? Like, did, the, did they come in during the huddle as well and, like, say stuff to you guys to keep you all going? Yeah, they did. Uh, we kind of relaxed there at first, like, take a deep breath, and then we all start talking about what's what, what do we need to do and stuff like that before coach comes over. But Vic is another leader, but she takes a lot of priority and, like, just calming us down, like, relaxing. And Amanda is very, she has a very good basketball mind. So she breaks things down like that and sees a lot of things that we don't see as like a point guard, especially. So having that, there's a big help to the team. What are some stuff she sees out on the court? Uh, Like sometimes when you're playing, you don't notice everything. Like, especially like, like if they're on the sidelines as well, like on defense, they can see like what you can't see so sometimes they notice a person continues to do something like cut to the basket or something like that behind you and they're like beware of that or like you always have a person cut behind you or like just simple things like that that actually helps a lot during the game just small observations like that yeah, yeah. that's that something to go like you know a long way to help you guys mm-hmm. um so staying with the season coming in this year because as you mentioned last year you know the covid year um, no fans, you know, as a freshman, too, you didn't get to have the experience. Yeah. What was it like coming into this season? Have fans back and alumni, um, regular practices, or, or, or it, hopefully, I, I heard closer to normal, you know, not not complete. Yeah, uh, it was it was nice to have fans back again. It felt like the basketball atmosphere you're always used to. Like freshman year was like this is weird like in a way the game almost feels like it's the scrimmage but like just having this back everything just felt normal again and it was great to be back in that atmosphere what has been the best part of having fans uh just hearing like chants and stuff like that like just loud noises again cheering like just like just all the commotion that you they're that they cause it's just it's nice to have like noise background rather than just up and down basketball noise and um i mean coach milligan actually said this week one when i had her um she said when it gets loud here at the bronx zoo which i agree it it can be one of the loudest you know place that's the advantage of having the small arena it could be one you know make it louder help the home team you know yeah get get going yeah because if that happens and like the way team starts to like get in their own heads and stuff like that which gives us an advantage so i'm gonna um 
move into this question. Um, I asked you this off air during the commercial break. What was been, what has been your favorite trip or away game you got to go to or play? Uh, well, obviously, besides Atlantic City, it would probably be the Buffalo trip, even though it is the longest trip we take. But I don't know why. When we just get up there, you just there's a lot of fun. Like Coach lets us go to like the pool on our off day, and then like she takes us out to this wing spot that like because they're known for like their wings up there. Really. So we go out to dinner to this big wing place, and we get like so many wings and like all these other appetizers and stuff like that. And it's just like the best time because you're just with your team, and it's like not a game day, so like you're just relaxing that day as well. So is it like a Buffalo Wild Wings place? Is it like a kind of like a sports bar? Area? Like, yeah, it's like a sports bar. To watch like games too. Like, yeah, too. yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you: Has there been um toughest opponent you've had to face? Uh, I mean, this ma- year? Ma- um, yeah, it could be this year. I mean, the MAC in general. I'm just gonna say, it, I say men's and women's just really competitive. You know, anything can happen on any given day. Yeah, exactly. Especially like this year, the, the amount of changes that happened. Like somebody beat somebody, somebody beat somebody, and it was like, oh wow, that happened. Like anything is just unexpected, and anybody can win at any given moment. It just depends who shows up that night. I think I think the mid majors need more attention because I I think those tournaments like are fun to watch. Yeah, you know, the power fives are actually you know they're they're obviously you know they're cool too. But you know look look at St. Peter's right now in the tournament. You know not many people knew about them. Yeah, exactly. Especially like on the men's side, there was like the rider upset Iona originally, and yeah. if Ryder didn't do that, honestly, like. Would St. Peter's be in the tournament, or would it be Iona again? Like, it's just anybody could upset anybody any day. Like, yeah, that happens in the NCAA tournament, too. Like, just look at the St. Peter's, for example, like you said. But I think our games are a lot more competitive than a lot of people's out there. Yeah, definitely. And, and the women's tournament, too. Um, Kentucky got to upset uh, men's and women's. Um, oh, they, yeah. They lost to... Um, I'm blanking on who. I forgot who they lost to, but they lost um, yeah. Kentucky woman. I can't remember who they lost to either, but I know what you're talking and about. And then Baylor. Baylor, yes, they lost to uh, South Dakota. Yeah, and then See. Iowa lost to Creighton on the women's side. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a big upset. They're all going. All, all the top ones are going down. Yeah, they are. So um, like, so before coming in, um, I mentioned it was, um, there was a, you know, there was a big senior class that left. Um, they could have gone a big run. Did you did you um, get to watch any of that run before COVID came in? Uh, yeah, I watched their game against Mammoth, and that game was just crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy ending, crazy every throughout. But it was a good game. And has have the senior has that class been back to visit or come to practices to talk to you guys? Yeah, Lexi's been, Amari's been, Stella's been. I've seen Aubrey around, so just like they're still, they still occasionally come around, which is nice to see their faces and stuff. And they get and they come help give you guys advice. I mean, they were you know, you know, you know, saying you know, we were once in your shoes, we were once on the, you know, we play on the same court. Yeah, they come and give really good advice and like we understand the struggle, but like it gets better. Like just push through it. Like you'll wish you had it after college. Like once you stop. 
I, I just I, I can't just you know just forget just you know I, I always think about that team like if COVID didn't happen I think I think they would have definitely been to the 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 women's tournament I think they could have pulled out an upset too yeah I think they would have went pretty far I also say this real quick so I'm I'm a I'm a big um I I love the WNBA so mm-hmm. I love the Mystics so I was really hoping to see Stella yeah um I got a jersey too customized it <laughs> oh wow that's cool but yeah so so moving on um this year um just the you know rough season um but what what did you guys take from it um just to you know for next year you know it's like a building block kind of uh just our structure like our foundation needs to be stronger before we branch out into different things like just conditioning wise and like strength wise is our biggest probably just to come in in shape and in ready so that way we just start the the ground running rather than building it and just come uh, and, and it looks like i like you know i saw it, it was you know it was a heartbreaking loss um in the mac yeah. but i i think this is what i say about coach milligan i think she's one of those coaches i mean i think any time she's great but i think during that that last period that last run she really gets the team going based on what I've seen. Yeah. When, yeah. She, when she gets excited, everybody's like, all right, yeah. Like, it just gets exciting when you see your coach hype, so. I, 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 th- I, I, I think you guys will be back next year. You, I, I, I really see you guys going on a good run. Yeah, if Everyone's me too. healthy, I mean. Yeah, especially if everybody's healthy, then there's no chance because then we won't have any downfalls. So we can just sub if we're tired, and if not, we just keep running. So um, just moving on, transitioning to um, sophomore season, coming back and as a starter, um, what was that like? Was it any? Was it you know easier to adjust? Was it still you know some bumps in the towards the season or? Uh, it was it was different, I guess, because like you knew that this was like not COVID year, so like you knew what to expect and stuff like that. And obviously people knew about me. I wasn't a surprise to anybody anymore. So people prepared for me. And just overall, I would say it was just, it was, it was good though. I, I don't think there was really any bumps preparing for season, but I think everybody knew each other's roles by then too, because we already played together. We're starting five was the ones that originally came back. And and then you know as I mentioned you know like you're a, you know great three point shooter out there. Um, are is there pressure you know before each game you're like I gotta come out here and get hot early? Like is is do you get worried you know or or you just come out there you know how how do you help like you know keep yourself confident you know even during like tough matchups? I never not going never had an issue with confidence. I've always had been told I have a really high confidence, which is actually something I take like pride in because it's that's a big issue with players is confidence. But I just taken those shots so many times and repped them out so many times that like I don't have an issue. And sometimes before the games, like I can feel like my release and stuff like that, and I can either adjust it or I just leave it because it feels good and that's how I leave it throughout the games that's great to have like I said Lisa confidence is just really important to have you know going out on the court yeah it is and I think that's what helps a lot of players just having that overall confidence I just think that makes you better overall to be honest and it can be in any sport too to be honest you know if you put your mind to if you think you can achieve it 
you can do it. Yeah, especially yeah, at any sport, honestly, just confidence is a big, big thing. So I want I want to talk about the team, um, your teammates. I want to know who is the person on the team that's just always gets the team hyped at practices and like pre and post game. Molly, Molly Lynch, she <laughs> uh, she always does like this I don't even know how to describe it like you just have to be within the locker room but like she does this like little jumping Irish jig thing that like we do before we started doing before like every game and like it just gets everybody hyped before the game and like that's just what happens and like in practice she like just goes crazy like becomes really loud and like just like funny and everybody just gets in a good mood and it's, it's a good time it's a good time that's that's I wasn't expecting to hear that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, now I'll, I'll go to opposite. Who is like that person that's like you know they're quieter, but like hey, like they'll get you going. Probably Vic. She's very quiet in that way, but like at the same time, she gives you like a good like pep talk. Like she's there for you, and it's like all right, yeah, I can do this. Nice, nice. Yeah. So um, I still have a few more minutes to my next break. Um, just uh, I'll talk about AC briefly. Um, you know, so it was a tough loss. But what what did you guys take away from, like, positive to keep in, you know, coming next season? Um, you know, like I said, you got a great roster coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, what did coach tell you or what, what anyone, you know, your teammates tell you to, you know, get you guys motivated and just, you know, ready for next season? Just kind of to, like, let that loss sink in and, like, let that hit because that's what fuels us is, like, like feeling that loss, like, in a big tournament like that. It's just, like, it hits you and it, like, motivates you to come back and be better and not let it happen again. Would you say kind of like a little redemption? Yeah, I would agree. Like completely like redemption. Like that's not who we are. That's not what this program is. Like we know we're better than that. So going in the next season, um, I know they are, there's two, you know, two seniors graduating, um, Teresa and um, Linasia. Um, Can you just talk about their impact on the team? I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it was, you know, only, I know, smaller senior class, but both very impactful players. Yeah, Teresa, huge player, 100% all the time, never let up, gave her everything all the time. And, like, even if she ha- was having, like, a rough day, like, you wouldn't see it. Like, she was always there for you. And no matter what the situation was, no matter who you were, like, she would always be there for you. And she's loud on the bench, which gets the bench hype. So she's, like, kind of like the hype man for the bench. And then Nay, she just incredible year, stepped up big time for us and helped us a lot. She did amazing this year, which we needed. She had a big season. Yeah, she did. She dropped almost, it was 30, I believe 30 in a game. Yeah, she did at Niagara. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was a great game to see. It was fun watching her just drop all the, you know, the buckets. Yeah, really cool. especially like her lay package is like insane. Like, I'm like, girl, you are like 5'7". How are you putting it up over 6'2 people right now? Love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so who, who is who is someone, uh, you know, might be on the rise next season? Look out for. That is a good question. Like, you talking about players on our team? Yeah. Someone who might not be a starter, but, you know, might put in some great, you know, some more minutes next year. 
due to, you know, death? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. It just depends on how everybody comes back after postseason. I, I think so. On I was going to say, um, if, I had, if I thought maybe Molly Lynch. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I agree with that. Yeah. So going on now, um, how are you guys, um, what do you guys do just after the postseason to keep you guys, you know, in shape, ready for, you know, the season, you know, right when it comes next year? Uh, we will condition, agility, practice, like just small things like that, lift. We do that throughout the week, and then she gives us the weekends off. So that just keeps us in shape and gives us a good standing while we go home. And then um, just when um, summer comes, just um, is there is there like a theme for next season, you know, coming back, you know? Uh, coach always says this is a postseason. This is the start of preseason for us. Like this is what builds us into the summer, which builds us into the, the next year. So what we do now affects us then, and that's just our motto, and that's how we look at it. I like that a lot. Yeah, you know, I agree. that's really good to go by. Yeah. Um, so I still got a few more minutes to my next break. Um, we'll play fun this or that game um, for listeners to get to know you more. Um, I'll just ask you this. Anything else you want to add just uh, right now about, you know, this past season, your past two years, and just what you're excited for to come? You know, stop two more years, yeah. um, two big seasons coming. <laughs> I'm just excited to go back to the tournament and win. Uh, the atmosphere is different than just regular conference games. Like everything's like five times more competitive and it's just the atmosphere there Atlantic City is just it's a great time so I'm excited to have that for the next two years gotta play every game like it's your last yeah yeah you do so like I said I'm gonna go to my break in a sec but when we get back on the other side we'll play fun this or that game um I got some yeah a bunch of questions you know for listeners get to know you more um, but before we go to break, as I said, I want um, to promote my social media more on the show so people give it a follow. It's at the Bronx Box Score on Instagram and Twitter, um, like the Bronx Box Score on Facebook, and the Bronx Box Score has an email. So if anyone has any suggestions, wants to talk writer athletics, or wants to even come on the show, send me an email at the Bronx Box Score at rider.edu. I will. Um, Look, I'll reply back, you know, if you want to come on, we'll come on. If you have any suggestions, I'll reach out to that person and member of Rider Athletics. So that is the Bronx Box Score on Instagram and Twitter. Like us on Facebook and send us an email at the Bronx Box Score Rider EDU. On the other side of this break, I have a fun this or that game for listeners to get to know Michaela Fireball more. So we'll be right back right after this here on the Bronx Box Score. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Bronx Box Score will be right back with more inside action of your Rider Bronx after we review some underwriting announcements on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. 1077 The Bronx timeout just expired, and that means it's time for more of the Bronx Box Score. Let's throw it back to our host, Justin Reedman, for more trending scores, updates, and interviews of your Rider Bronx. Welcome back to the Bronx Box Score. As you just heard, I'm your host, Justin Reedman, still joined by Michaela Fireball from Ryder Wins Basketball. Michaela, we're down to the final minutes of the show. Um, so hours gone by pretty quick. Yeah, it has. I agree. It's flown by. 
So for this this last segment, um, I'll play a fun listener that game. Listeners get to know more about you. Um, ready for it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Would you rather win MVP or a team championship as um first per as a six man? Uh, team championship. Why? Just rings. <laughs> yeah, obviously rings, and just the overall experience of having that championship is greater than oh. MVP award. I'd have to agree. You know, the impact on the team, too. Yeah, and what it does for the school overall as well. Would you rather have a shoe or an award named after you? An award. Because shoes can fade, shoes can die off, but that award award stays there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather have a better three point or free throw percentage? Three point. Three point? Yeah. Because that's tough to stop if you do. Yeah, once you get going. Yeah. Yeah, going. Threes are worth more than whatever you could do at the three free throw line as well. Would you rather be tall and slow or short and fast? I love being tall, but I'd probably be short and fast. I, I Like I said, I'm a big Carolina fan, so I love the short, scrappy point guards. Yeah. But I mean, you got to watch your footing, though, when you cross court. I mean, um, you know, make sure you don't step back. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you don't step out when you're running underneath the basket, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, if you could team up with any basketball player, if you woman, men, um, who would it be and why? It could be anyone now, current, history. Probably Michael Jordan, because all the stories you hear about him. I just want to see what he would be like as a teammate. The GOAT. Yeah. You watched Last Dance? I did. I did. A great show. Great show. That was amazing. Yeah, it was. I mean, I I found that stuff. I mean, he was was open about his life, but I I just didn't know there was all that behind-the-scene exclusive footage. Yeah, I know. Like, just watching that, it was just like you learned so much at the same time, but it was so entertaining as well. So this is an important question. Is Michael the GOAT? The way I would answer that is for his time, yes. But obviously a generational change, time changes, NBA's changed since he's played. So there's debate on that, I guess. So this is what I say. Um, I'm not biased, you know, the Carolina and all that. But mm-hmm. I think he is. And I say this. They're like, oh, Kobe, you know, LeBron, uh, Kareem. I think LeBron would be able to be playing the style, like you said, the mm-hmm. air, the, the game he'd be playing right now. If it wasn't for Michael, you know, he wouldn't have the endorsements because he was the first guy, you know, to be like Mike, the Gatorades, the yeah. shoes. Yeah. So if it wasn't for him, I guess there wouldn't be any of that, I guess. And they were built differently. You know, LeBron's yeah. bill compared to Michael's bill. Yeah. I want to spend LeBron is more of like, I guess, like a running back where Michael Jordan is skinny, but muscular at the same time. Exactly. So what is your go-to pregame meal or snack? Uh, snack would be either a pack of gummies or an orange. Meal would probably be some sort of like protein, like chicken or salmon and like greens. Nice, nice. Water or Gatorade? During the game or just yeah, overall? Yeah, during. Water. Um, would you rather insure overtime or risk losing and win in regulation? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, I would say risk it. Why? I would just trust whoever took the last shot. That's, that's good right there, you know, having, you know, faith in your teammates. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Would you rather, all right, so this one's an interesting one. Would you rather be an average player with a good reputation 
or an elite player who rumors of cheating? Cheating in what ways? Um, see, I didn't think of it that deep. Um, just having some kind of scandal or, you know, using, you know, some kind of performing enhancing. Oh, if you tell me that. The first option you said. Yeah, I, I think it's always good to go good. <laughs> um, would you rather be an elite player or an underdog? Underdogs always have better stories, so that's I'd so say true. Underdog. I mean, I mean, even like tournament players right now, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, St. Peter's, yeah, <laughs> um, Doug Eddard. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, this one is um, probably you know this is my last one, but most important one, um, probably hard one. If you could have a whole day with any basketball player, athlete, so it doesn't have to be basketball. Who would it be and why? And what would you do with them? Probably Kobe Bryant, just to go, because I know he worked out daily, did things for his body, and along those lines, just to see what day in life of for him was like. Is he one of your favorite players when you look at shooters? Yeah. Him and, obviously, Curry, because he can create his own shot anywhere on the floor. I love Curry. I'm going to say this. I, my, I have family in Davidson, so like I tell people I'm a big Curry fan, and they're like, oh, you're a bandwagon. I'm like, no, I liked him since day one. Yeah. Heartbreaking is he's out for the year. Yeah. But, I mean, man, he can shoot from anywhere. Literally anywhere. <laughs> Literally. Um, I, I, so I was thinking about that question, too. I think... I, I, I might I might go with Curry. Curry Curry just looks fun. He looks like a fun guy to hang out yeah. with. I mean, you know, he does all the golfing. He does everything. <laughs> yeah, especially like his pregame warm-ups. You see him just like messing around out there. Like Coming he, out. You know he has a good personality. Right, the tunnel. You know, shooting those shots from the yeah. tunnel. Um, yeah, so uh, Curry would be my pick. Um, okay, we're coming down to the final minutes of the show. I want to thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was great opportunity for you to reach out and everything like that i really appreciate it of course and i wish you um luck for the upcoming season next year and um before i go just want to promote my social media and email one more time for the show that's the bronc box score at on instagram and twitter at the bronc box score like us on facebook the bronc box score and email the show because um if you want to come on if you want to suggest a guest from rider athletics or just talk about your rider bronze any questions email the bronc box score at rider.edu that's the bronc box score rider.edu so that wraps up another week's edition of the bronc box score i've been your host justin reekman i'll be back next week same time same place live monday 4 to 5 p.m on 1077 the bronc and 1077thebronc.com with another really exciting guest live in studio so you won't want to miss it And I will speak to you guys next week. That wraps up another week's edition of the Bronx Box Score. (laughs) Tune in next Monday at 4 p.m. for the hottest topics surrounding your Rider Bronx. If you missed any part of today's episode, don't worry, we've got you covered. Find the Bronx Box Score on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Visit 1077thebronc.com slash thebronxboxscore.